Welcome to Locking Your Success. We are the company that creates strategies to build wealth. If you would like to view the charts and graphs referenced in this podcast, please visit our blog at lockingyoursuccess.com for a video replay of the live webinar. Before we get started, we need to go over our disclosures. Locking Your Success LLC is not a broker dealer or financial advisor. This presentation is for educational purposes only. This information is not an offer to buy, sell, or hold securities. You shall be fully responsible for any investment decision you make, and such decisions will be based solely on your evaluation of your financial circumstances, investment objectives, risk tolerance, and liquidity needs. Please visit CBOE.com to find and review the options risk disclaimer prior to placing any trades. Also, please note that these are real-time but hypothetical computer-simulated trades and results. The trades are believed to be as accurately presented as possible, however, they are not guaranteed as to accuracy and therefore live results may vary. No representation is being made that any portfolio will or is likely to achieve profits or losses similar to those shown. Whew! Now that that's over, let's get to it. Welcome everybody, and Jim, maybe you can kind of give me uh, an idea of who, who's, who's in the room. Well, we've got about um, 13 or 14 people here. They're all, um, they're all active traders, although they're not trading the US markets. Um, all of them are familiar with options, but not necessarily with complex option positions. Okay. And uh, we're all very excited to welcome somebody from the other side of the world. Well, fantastic. Well, uh, well welcome, everybody. I guess to, to start off here, of course, you always have to start off with the legal stuff. So everyone can see the slide here, and I guess I'll read a little briefly uh, from this. is from Lock and Your Success. They're not a broker dealer. They're not engaging in trader education and training. This is strictly for educational purposes only. We may be looking at different things on software that will represent simulated type situations. And so everyone understands that. And obviously everyone's responsible for their own investment decisions. And as it says down here, these are all hypothetical computer simulated performance results and believed to be accurately represented. And I'm sure everyone has heard this a million times, but there it is, and we all say that we have to do it, so there it is to uh, please all the uh, other folks. So with, with that ado, unless there's any questions with that, we can, we can start in. Basically, uh, I'll just put the slide up here as M3 trading strategy, but just a, for just a, just, a brief, just a brief moment about myself, I've been an options trader since uh, about 2008 and basically started with mentoring a program back around that time frame, which was a lot of reading books and also getting some personal mentoring and basically progressed along the way. And finally, until about the early, about 2009, 2010, I met John Locke and ended up being able to come under his leadership and mentorship and have been with him ever since and been continually trading. This is something that I do as a full-time business. Not teaching, but trading. The teaching aspect of it only came in about, oh, just a little bit over a year ago, where John was getting so busy with students that he asked me to come on board to help out and be able to teach. So that's what I've been doing since about, oh, about, I guess, of April of uh, last year. So I've been <clears throat> doing one-on-one mentoring and doing these type of webinars for folks or uh, now I can, I guess I can say around the world, not just in the United States. So I'm glad to uh, be able to uh, do this for for you folks in, in the UK. And too bad we couldn't have hooked up about maybe uh, about a month or so ago. I was in London, 
So, but it was just for a brief, a brief time while my uh, my wife and I were on vacation over uh, over in Europe. So, but anyway, it is something that I do uh, full time. I employ the strategies that John mainly trades, the M3 uh, trading strategy, which is what we're going to talk about today. But obviously, if people have questions about any of the various programs that John teaches or, or has created, the M3 trading strategy, the bearish butterfly, the rock program, the M21 program. Uh, I guess of late he has the advanced position management that we did about a year ago. And then just recently we just got back from Hawaii doing the trading triangle, which was a very, very nice session that we all did and possibly you've, I think that just got released for just the, I think just yesterday or the day before for distribution or for a purchase. So, so those are the various uh, programs. Uh, when I was uh, with Jim, uh, I met Jim in Hawaii. And he asked me to, if it was any way possible that we could come together to be able to reach out to your particular group. And, and I was uh, very happy to do that. We just had to work a, a time frame that worked for everybody, so I'm glad we were able to do that. And I would say this morning, Jim had asked me to kind of go through the, um, you know, the basics of the M3 trading strategy. So I put some slides together here and also have a um, trade uh, that I can uh, briefly go through. And I guess if depending upon how quickly you guys uh, get up to speed this morning, uh, be part of the conversation or be, be part of the trade. Jim and I talked about this a few weeks ago, and we'll see how that goes with, and see if we might be able to challenge a few folks in the room to see if they uh, want to kind of get their perspectives on maybe what to do on certain days of a trade. So, but because of that no one, I believe, in the room is trading the M3 right now, maybe this is a, a good place to start. So uh, I guess just one part of background, by education, I'm an engineer by trade, worked in manufacturing for various uh, kind of computer-related companies uh, over the years. I've done, been in charge of manufacturing companies uh, in, in Europe, in, the, in North America, and also in the Far East. So my manufacturing background has, uh, has covered kind of uh, quite a few different areas of the world. Lucky that the companies that I was working for had interest in many different parts of the world. And so, but then I did get out of that, I left that business back in the early uh, 2000s, and then actually decided to do something very uh, different and ended up going into the wine business. So, <clears throat> which is obviously a very key thing in Europe with all of the wine there, and luckily I had the opportunity to come over and had wine trips to uh, France and to Germany and Italy. And so I became a sommelier, and, and so now I enjoy, uh, I enjoy that. And it's a, just a nice hobby. But like I said, back in 2008, that's when I ended up going into uh, trading. And now, as a matter of fact, many members of my family, my uh, two of my kids and my brother, who's retired, they're all full-time. My kids are all full-time traders. Um, and they're 24 and 31 years old and have been trading for about five years. So I think sometimes people find that interesting to hear. People can actually do this as a, as a full-time job. So... Anyway, so I guess that's enough about me. Any Jim, any questions just to start off? No, that sounds good, Dave. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think we're all ready to go here. Okay. Uh, well, there was just one question. It was, was the M3 the simplest strategy? I, I said that it wasn't the simplest, but it's probably the basic strategy yeah, that, the, uh, that John yeah, used. Yeah, yeah, I would say that the bearish butterfly is probably the easiest strategy because it's the one that is more rule-based. Yeah. Whereas the M3 exactly. trading is one that is the, as, as John always says, is the kind of the, 
the, the starting block, if you want to call it, for all the trades. It's a one that is really designed. It's designed to teach you how to trade options while keeping you relatively safe compared to, and that you don't have. It's not one that is meant to make a lot of money, but it's also meant uh, to not lose a lot of money. So it's a way to basically kind of get in the ball game without having a significant risk. Whereas in the bearish butterfly, uh, it tends to be a, a trade in which you tend to have more of an opportunity to earn much more profit. But what comes with that is also the opportunity or the, uh, the downside of that is that there could be uh, good-sized losses. And also, there is the, the situation where you would have significant drawdowns on a day-by-day -day basis, which many people find to be you know, a little bit uncomfortable if they're not used to that. So that's why the M3 trading strategy is one that we tend to start off with. And to get really people, uh, get them going into something that is something they can feel comfortable, they can take a small piece of it and kind of learn from there and then grow their understanding at a safe pace. And also, we want to make sure that people's uh, trading accounts you know, don't get ruined right up front. So that's, that's the biggest reason why we start with the M3. And as, and as such, the M3, as you can see on the screen, it's a, it's a trading strategy that is not a strategy that is designed to utilize a, uh, technical, technical information or directional strategies. So this is one that's basically called a market-neutral income trading strategy. And as it says, it's designed to, you can have large price movements, you can have uh, small drawdowns, and it basically it's, te it's teaching you how to trade. And this isn't something where you're just going to follow a rule book. Now, some of that this morning, I'm, I'll, I'll probably go a little bit off base from that. And since we don't have a lot of time this morning, be able to kind of show you how to be able to do some things with maybe just to kind of, as I did it with, as I did it with my kids, I did something to kind of just kind of pique their interest, but not give them the entire understanding right up front because I did not want to give them so much information that they were basically drowning in information. I wanted to give them just a, a small piece, kind of like the tip of the iceberg, and just a few things to kind of watch in the trade and then see if they would be interested even in doing such a thing. So I thought this morning that would probably be a, a nice way to be able to start you guys off because you do have experience with trading, various things, but I thought this would be a good way to kind of get you started. And we'll just we'll give some simple as I, I kind of always refer to it as uh, you'll all be uh, pilots this morning. So I'll give you maybe a, a few different things to take a peek at. And I think I kind of prepped Jim on this uh, a couple weeks ago. And so maybe we'll see how that works out when we uh, go through uh, an actual live trade or an actual uh, trade that I have in, in the software. And we'll see if you, you know, maybe participate a little bit with that. So, so that's the M3 trading strategy. It has, like I said, it's got a basic framework of a, a very uh, effective income trade. But it does go beyond that by explaining how to properly analyze and understand your position. And that's mainly used through option view software. And so where you can actually look at what your risk is every day. You can see what it is and be able to understand what you're, what you're actually, what, you, what you're in, what the, what the, how the options are working, and be able to understand how to use them. One of the key things is that, you know, when you say that you really truly want to understand your position, you want to be able to identify your risk and how to collect it if in case the market has been changing. It's, it's simple to adapt a strategy to changing market environments, and it's ensuring that hopefully 
this trade will be a, a good trade that would survive in, in many different types of markets. It says here it's, it's designed to lose as little as, money, little as money as possible, which we talked about, and effectively each day you're, you're, more, you're, you're less trading and more, as I say here, monitoring. And you're monitoring and identifying your risk each day and trying to figure out, okay, do I need to do something that day to be able to risk, to, uh, to uh, minimize my risk? And one of the things that you also learn is how to make proper adjustments to keep your uh, static and dynamic breaks in line. So typically we'd be looking at uh, Delta, we'd be looking at, uh, at Vega, uh, we'd be looking at Theta, and, um, and Gamma. So those are the, the Greeks that we tend to look at uh, to try to assess our risk. Um, trading strategy is one that typically has a, uh, a fairly high win rate uh, with mild drawdowns and the uh, it's like I said it was designed to minimize your risk while you learn to make the money and um, it, I think it makes sense that risk adverse traders also would gravitate towards this type of trade uh, as opposed to people that are just looking to make a uh, uh, that feel that they know that you know the market's going up or down and they want to take a um, they want to take a trade to be able to take advantage of that. So, without further ado, what we'll really get to is, um, Jim, you can see this slide, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and, and I realize some of this might be quite small, and you may not be able to see it, but if you just even just take a look at this graph right here, um, we would call this basically, very simply, uh, a, a butterfly. We were basically putting on a butterfly with a, uh, a deep in the money uh, long haul. So that's the, the basic trade. And some of the entry guidelines that we look at are we put it in typically, at least for this demonstration, is uh, 56 days till expiration. So remember, we're doing this in monthly expirations. And you'll, we'll see that when we come to the demo. I'll show that very clearly what that looks like. But just so you know, this trade can be entered anywhere between about, uh, well, as small as you know, 15 days, and as 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 long as 70 days. So it's it's quite versatile. Um, this particular trade we're going to put uh, as uh, typical is is about a, we call it a 10 lot, and what that means is that there's a butterfly that's a uh, there's 10 puts, there's uh, uh, 10 long puts, there's 20 short puts, and then another 10 long puts, each using about a 50 point um, uh, wingspan for the butterfly. And that, if you calculate it out, that comes out to a, we, uh, we have a planned capital of what we think that we need to use is about $50,000. Now, we don't typically use all of that. Typically, we might use maybe two-thirds of that. But uh, we always like to keep that. It's, remember, this is a safe trade, and we want to make sure that people have plenty of capital to do whatever kind of adjustments they may, they may need to do or to have enough capital in place to be able to uh, easily also exit the trade when need be. Um, so there's one long call, and those calls are um, uh, delta, and it's close to about 90 delta or so, about 90 to maybe 95. And the puts, we typically start off with the short put about 15 to 35 points below the current market price of the Russell 2000 index. And also... There's uh, the ideal Greeks for entry position is the delta of the combined position. That combined position would be the 
10-20-10 butterfly plus the long call, if you add up all the deltas, which the software does for us, we would be able to try to get our delta close to neutral or somewhere between about 0 and minus 10. The key thing with this trade is that you can see by this graph is that we like to be able to have a, um, this, this is the expiration graph right here, which I'm sure you're uh, familiar with, hopefully, and this dotted line here is the T plus 0 line. So that's time meaning today. And we like to keep that as flat as possible so that, as you can imagine, we want to have enough room to be safe on the, on the upside and also uh, a, a significant amount of room to the downside. Obviously, you can't pr protect forever, but as you can see, if there's ever uh, an Achilles heel to this trade, it would be to the downside because you can see eventually if you had a huge downside, you, know, you could actually you know, come down quite a bit. Now, we have uh, what well, I will show you and I believe the next slide is certain parameters, and these are some of the things that I want you to try to remember for today that we will uh, monitor. And so in other words, we wouldn't let the trade go down into this area down here. Before we get there, we would be making adjustments to, it to address our risk, just like we would do to the upside. So what I'd say at this point is that uh, probably there might be some, <laughs> some uh, questions regarding all of this, and what I would say is that uh, this is just kind of a first pass when we get to the actual trade you'll be able to see it a little bit more clearly so you may want to just hold until uh, I put the demonstration uh, trade up but this probably is a little bit more indicative of some of the adjustment points and I tried to put this slide together for you guys uh, which the blue area here Jim you can see this right yes yes yeah, certainly so the blue area here is basically underneath the big the big uh, butterfly and we kind of if you can see up the upper edge of the triangle we got a little vertical line right here which kind of identifies the little upper section of the of the uh, of the triangle and these are the numbers that basically are the only things that Jim when I told you about like being the pilot these are the things that at, the, at least for the first maybe 20 days or so these are the only things that I would be asking people to take a look at or worry about uh, as far as if you think you need to make any kind of an adjustment. And what these are is delta adjustment points. So on the, on the upside, if the rut has gone up, that means the trade is going to be creating more negative delta. And so remember when we're starting the trade, we're between 0 and minus 10. And typically... Our, we would start it where we would be right about in this area where I'm kind of circling. You know, kind of like somewhere in this area, which would be between 15 to 35 points below the money. But that would put us in about this area of the graph. In that area, we would say that, you know, our, in the big blue area, most of the blue, we would say we can absorb maximum negative delta of up to minus 100. Whereas in this edge of the triangle, our maximum would be minus 75 or just outside of the triangle would be minus 50. Going in the, in the other direction, if the rut is going down, which creates more positive delta, our adjustment point would be is that if we get to a maximum, a maximum positive, uh, and all there's a little misspelling here, positive, there should be a little misspelling, a more positive delta of plus 50. So these are the only things that we'd be asking you to, to, uh, to, to think about. So if you want to write these down, Jim, and maybe suggest to everybody in the audience, um, just to write these things down, just this slide right here. This is really all you need to know. 
So the delta within the tent would be minus 100. So in other words, if we get to minus 125, we need to make an adjustment. If we're in this area here, at the edge of the triangle, we're minus 75. So meaning if we get to minus 85, we need to make an adjustment. If we're outside of the triangle here and our delta is, let's say, minus 65, which would be over minus 50, then we would need to make an adjustment. On the other side here, just to reiterate, if our maximum positive delta for the trade is, let's say, it gets to plus 60 or 55, we would need to make an adjustment because it would be, it would be greater than uh, plus 50. So any questions with this one, Jim, and from the audience? Because this would be uh, the, the key thing that I want to make people understand is that if this is all that they learn from this, uh, this is a great way to just to start off. Yeah, I think everybody's got that. Uh, they've, they've made some notes. So, uh, yeah, let's go. All right, very good. So let me uh, switch out here, and I'm going to to my option view. So can you see this, Jim? Yes, we've got option view now. Yeah, is this clear? Can everyone see this uh, very well? Is it big enough? I think so, because quite a few people have got their own, P um, their own laptop, and it's also on the screen. So I think... Okay, so at least this is... Where this the delta is, I'm sure they can... Uh, that's the important one, isn't it? Yeah, so if you kind of look towards, so this is basically, so I'm just going to, this, this is the one screen here with all the individual things, but just so that people will see it. Um, this is a trade that I put in, and this is um, on Friday, May 23rd, 2014. And this time frame here is uh, West Coast time here in the United States. And so this is a, a, basically about a half hour before the end of the trading day. Okay? So... <coughs> So, you know, for, for you guys, this would be, I guess, what, about, you know, uh, uh, eight, 8.30 at night or so. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so basically, all the trading that uh, I did here was basically all the um, looking at the trade would be, you know, usually about an hour to, you know, half hour to an hour before the, before the end of the trading day. And this trade is designed so that this is not something that you have to watch, you know, every minute of the day. Uh, it's meant so that if you have another job, if you uh, are doing other things, um, it's actually something that if you probably looked at this all day, you'd probably be, get worse results because you probably would end up over-trading during the day. So we usually take a, uh, so if you had things to do and you could only be, let's say, uh, like for example, at some point my, uh, my son had a job where he had to, uh, you know, be at work at uh, nine, uh, you know, nine thirty in the morning. Well, that meant he only had about maybe two or three hours early in the morning to be able to do his assessment and do any trading. So it, it's not like you have to do it a half hour before the end of trading. You basically pick one time where it fits into your lifestyle and your either work schedule, lifestyle, or or, or whatever um, to be able to uh, make your make your assessment. And I've seen from experience from both trading it at some time during the day uh, versus at other times of the day, in the long run, it comes out pretty much the same thing. So, and I've seen this with the results between myself and my son, uh, where he had to go to his job early in the morning, his other job, his other full-time job, because he actually is, has a full-time job and also does trading full-time, so you know, he kind of does double duty. Um, and I've seen the results be very, very, very similar. Um, so, 
in case one of, in case that was a question if we have you know if you have to trade it at you know eight or eight thirty at night in, in London. So so just to take a look at the trade. So this is a little bit bigger picture. So now hopefully you'll be able to see this a little bit better. And nice the nice flat T plus zero line. Okay. And basically like I said is that we'd be looking here to see when we would either get all of those delta adjustments. So as you can see this is where the uh, from the prior slide, the big blue slide where I showed that little vertical line of that little kind of section right down on the end here. You know, we're probably just outside of that here. Uh, so any a little bit more movement up in this area here, we'd be at the minus 75 area. Right now we're in the minus 100. Down here we'd be in the plus 50 area or outside of the tent in this area over here, we'd be, that'd be our minus 50 area. So any questions with that? No, I think everybody's following along, Dave. Okay, great, great. Because you can imagine, there's so many other things that you could be thinking about here. Um, but literally, if you look at this section right down here at the bottom, I'm not sure, is that big enough, Jim, that people can see this down here? Where it's got delta, gamma, theta, vega right down at the bottom of yeah, the screen? Yeah, everybody's nodding, yes. Okay, great, great. So, so... With the so the start of this trade, we typically started at 56 days till expiration, and this is in the July expiration month. So this is the month of June expiration. You can see this has 28 days till expiration. The July has 56 days till expiration, and these options will actually expire on July 18th. So that's what just to give you an idea. And this is Option View software. In case anybody was wondering about it, <coughs> it's a um, uh, you know, just software that's available for anybody to to use. It's uh, it's for it's obviously you have to pay to use it uh, for a membership uh, or a subscription, uh, but it is pretty essential for for trading this type of trade. And like I said, here's the August one. This is 84 days till expiration. So you know, the funny part is is that you know this trade. If you ask me, you know, could I put it on here or here or here? Well, the reality is, yes, you could. Um, you know, you can trade it uh, any number of months, but for demonstration purposes and for a lot of the rules or, or guidelines that John has uh, set up, uh, he did all of the testing and all the testing that everyone has usually done has done it around 56 days. Uh, so at least it kind of keeps it as a, a kind of a standard. So as you can see down here in the Greeks, we set this up, upper, upper left right here, you see the Russell, so the upper left thing in this box the legend, this is the last price in the upper left, as it shows here. Um, so it's 11.25.90. So that's what the rut is right now. Uh, the change for this day so far, as you can see, changes right here, be up 12.1 points. The high of the day is 11.25.90, and the low of the day is 11.13.80. So at least a, just a kind of a little bit of a quick explanation of the legend and where the, that information is. So on a day-to-day -day basis, we're probably looking in at this change to see what the market has done during, during the day. And so we'll, we'll look at that, but we'll also keep an eye on our delta here and also where we are in the graph. Uh, initially right here, gamma we typically won't be looking at, theta we will not be looking at. And actually, right at the very beginning here, for the, well, the first uh, at least uh, 10 or uh, 10 days or so, uh, we won't be looking at vega, but that's one thing that we will be adding into it as just as a note, if you want to note this down, is uh, we 
we want to always keep negative vega. If we all of a sudden find ourselves with positive vega, and that would happen if all of a sudden we have a significantly large move uh, up in the in the market. Um, that's one thing we have to look for. And just to give you an idea of that, if we look at the graph, and I can take the little the little wand right here. Um, if we move this up to the right, and if you can see the, I don't know if you can see the little green greenish rectangular box at the bottom of the screen. Uh, second from the bottom of that is Vega, and right about here. It shows Vega turning positive, right about 11.65 in the in the Russell. Okay, not sure if you can see that or not, but that's trust me, that's what it's saying right here. So if you want, if you guys want to make a note of saying that around 11.65 is when the rut turns 11.65, or basically 40 points, so the Russell would have would have to go up 40 points for us to have to do something as far as Vega is concerned right now. Now. As time goes on, that 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 adjustment point will actually get closer and closer because the the um, the T plus zero lines and the graph will start to change. And as a matter of fact, that's probably a good thing to probably show you right at this point. What I'm going to do is I'm going to increase the number of lines in the trade, and what that means is, uh, so I went up to five. So each one of these lines, so this the big one here, that's the big tent is the expiration graph so that's at 56 days the first the first line that we showed here was t plus zero where well, that's today meaning may 23rd the rest of the lines here i i just increased to five so we have a t plus 14 so that means 14 you know exactly two weeks from today uh t plus 28 so that's you know effectively 28 calendar days from today or 42 days from today so as you can see and I'm not sure, Jim, how much of this is typical for what the folks in the audience would understand, but this is how the graphs would change over time. And I know this is something that people, if they haven't been involved with options, you know, this is a little kind of crazy that you would kind of see this and understand this, but this is how actually things do change over time. And as I call it, you know, underneath the tent, which is primarily where the money would be made for in this kind of a trade, as the T plus zero lines tend to gravitate to the north, or as I would say, kind of get a little uh, hump up a little bit to the to the to the to the north there, uh, area under that curve. Uh, for anybody that understands that area under the curve, uh, that's where the profit is made. Okay, so anything above the zero axis and underneath the curve, that's where money is to be made. Now, obviously, that's great underneath here, but not so good over here. Okay, so you can see that there's a window of opportunity that we like to be able to kind of keep the trade in to be able to make money. Well, as the market moves with the guidelines that I gave you, we will adjust uh, this trade so that it will, you know, so that we won't find ourselves out here and way down here and be losing all this money. So that's part of the trade and show, and but part of this thing is seeing how the market moves over time. Because ideally, you can imagine is that if we were right here as we start the trade, you know, the best thing that would happen is at the end, and let's say we're, we look at 42 days from now, well, where would be the best place to be in the graph? Well, it'd probably be like right here, right, Jim? It sounds good, yeah. Right. But, but to be there today, if you were down here, would mean a tremendous amount of risk to the downside. 
So it's not good to be there today. We'd rather be up here where it's much safer. So we have room to the left where we don't get hurt. We have room to the right where we don't get hurt. Because this trade is most vulnerable uh, for uh, right at the, uh, well, it's, 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 it's most vulnerable at the times where uh, later in the trade and you have large market movement. At the beginning of the trade, we're in a safe environment here, because remember, this trade was made to be safe to learn how to trade option, options. So we want to be up in this area so that we can move, the market can move one way or the other, and we won't have you know, tremendous issues. And if you can see down here the top line of the P&L down here, uh, see down in the gray area down the bottom here, the first line is, is P&L or profit and loss. You can see that with, with a, you know, a fairly large movement, you know, the, the amount of dollars that you'd be down moving, you know, probably, you know, 40 points or so in either direction is almost, you know, it's down maybe a couple hundred bucks. And we're saying, you know, that's totally fine. So, uh, so there's, you know, there's no issue there at all. So let me just pause there for a second. I'm going to grab, grab a drink of water and see if there's any other questions. Any questions, anybody? We're good, we're good so far? Yes, we're good so far, Dave, yes. Okay, so either people are so confused that there's no questions or everything is very clear. So <laughs> <laughs> either one of those two is happening. So, but we'll they, all want to go to the, they all want to go to the T5 line, <laughs> they the center of it, the peak of it. <laughs> as, a, uh, as, a, as, a, as a dear friend of mine who is my neighbor, who is actually from London, or, uh, and one, I, I love one of his expressions, and so maybe you guys will, uh, will appreciate this, and uh, he was an, uh, he's actually, uh, he's up in his uh, uh, early uh, 90s right now, uh, but a very uh, dear friend of mine in the neighborhood, um, and he was a, actually a Boeing uh, uh, engineer for many years, um, but as, we, as he would say, as he would say to me, this is when he was just walking around the neighborhood, and I said, why Jim, I said, it's, it's his name is Jim as well, um, I said, it's, it's amazing how you can keep going on here, and he says, well, Dave, he says, I'm just uh, battling on. So I don't know if that's a common expression or not, but that's what was from him. Yeah. <laughs> so just uh, so we'll uh, I guess we'll uh, battle on here. So what I'm going to do from here, guys, because I know we have you know only so much time. Um, there are days in here which there is literally nothing to do. So um, as opposed to just looking at the screen and saying there's literally nothing to do, let me let me go to a day where there is actually uh, something to do. Uh, but maybe I'll just go to one day prior, just so that you know people will have uh, at least one standpoint that we can take a look. So let's take a look at June second. So we'll advance, you know, approximately you know a week or so. And so basically, if we were to take a look here, so Jim, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe you can be the first person because maybe you have the most experience with this. Would you say at this point here that we're at eleven twenty nine? We're in this part of. Let me let me reduce these lines here. We're at this point in the graph, okay? Would you say at this point, given, given delta here of minus 10, uh, would you say there's anything that we need to do at this point? It looks very good to me, um, Dave. Yeah, that's, and so, okay, so you just, Jim, you just did one day's worth of work. <laughs> I, I can relax now, can I? Okay, so uh, ho ho hopefully now you can have your, uh, uh, you know, you can head, head, head to the pub or head to the bar and, uh, <laughs> get, your, get your pint and, and be all set because you've just done one day's worth of work. So how's that? It sounds good. <laughs> okay, and but you know, to everybody else in the audience, I mean, 
look, you know, the delta is minus 10. We're in this area here where we're under the 10, so we're our, remember our parameter would be, you know, right around probably minus 75, but we're at minus 10, so we have, we have no problem at all. So what has happened in, in, you know, basically from May 23rd to June 2nd? Well, basically nothing. You know, the market has probably gone up and down a little bit, but where it is right now, um, we're fine. So there is literally nothing to do. So let's advance a few more days where actually we find a, a situation where we have something to do because we can see that the market actually now has popped up quite a bit. Okay. And so the, the market has gone to the point now where, let me just uh, make this a little bigger. So the market has gone to the point where we're up in this area up here. Okay. So we were, we, we were back in here. And now all of a sudden the market has jumped up quite a few points. Okay. So now I would ask maybe somebody in the audience, uh, where del our delta is minus 34. So we're outside of the tent. So I would say there's no problem there because we're not over minus 50. But uh, take a look at Vega down here. We have a positive Vega. Okay. So literally, remember, there's only really two things to look for, delta and Vega. Vega has now gone from negative to positive, so we have to do something, okay? So one of the easy adjustments that we will do, okay, and I just click on the, this little button over here, um, so you'll see me clicking this on and off, it will actually change, it will show now the trade, and basically I suspect what I did, I'll have to look here, I probably took some of these shorts right here and rolled them up to here, okay? I'm not sure exactly how many I did, but I think I did 10. So basically, I would have done this. I would have gone like this. Okay, so I would have done a vertical spread. Okay, so this would be a um, a vertical spread or a you know a put as people probably think about it, a put credit spread. Okay, so I'd be selling minus ten at eleven ten, buying the eleven hundreds, uh, and what we would the terminology that I would use is that we're rolling ten of these shorts up a strike. So from 1100 to 1110, and what that would do, as you can see from over here, it would reduce delta from like minus 34 to still just negative 0.71, but it would take our vega from positive to negative. Okay, so if you take uh, a little, Dave. yes, Dave, it's just worth stressing that we're two weeks into the trade now. Yes, we're here at July. Yeah, we haven't done, we haven't had to do anything for two weeks. I just want to make sure everybody understands that. Yeah, so we're two weeks into the trade, and this is our first time that we actually have to do anything except doing a quick a quick check. So here we are. I'll click the little button here, and there it is. So so see what I did? So what I just showed you here is exactly what I did here. Let me get rid of this in the trade column. And so here we are. So we corrected our vega to make it go from positive to vega to positive to negative. And the way that we did that was just rolling up some of these shorts, as simple as that. In this particular case, we did this, um, and one of the things that we have to look at is we know that we can do this as long as this delta doesn't turn positive. So I know this is a little bit tricky, but in other words, we can roll these shorts up, but if I wanted to roll them more, this delta would turn positive, and if that happens then that would mean that we would have to go and be, have a little bit, instead of just a little simple vertical like we did right here, we would have to take this entire, all of these puts, and we would literally have to roll it up uh, because we, we, we would just be getting 
too far out in this area up here. We would have to take the entire butterfly here and basically mosey it up to the right. Okay, and we would usually, you know, bring it up about maybe 20, maybe 20 to 30 points higher than where it is right now. So, uh, and actually, I believe in um, that's exactly what's going to happen to us. So at least you'll be able to see that. So that's a little bit more of a not aggressive, but a little more uh, complicated move. So here we are at the position, um, and now we've corrected it, our, and we're fine. Okay. So if we just go, I'm just going to go two days. Oh, oh, sorry. We'll go actually one more day, and actually just over the weekend. So here we are. We did that on Friday, but now here we are on Monday, and and now all of a sudden, I sorry guys, I have to keep clicking this thing because it shows what the the, the trade is. Uh, so here we are. Our Vega has now. Uh, well, we've continued. We went up 10 more points. And one of the other general rules of thumb is that if our long strike here, which is at 11.50, so we're at the 11.50 puts, if we're, if we're about 10 to 20 points above 11.50, so in other words, from 11.60 to 11.70, uh, that means we're probably going to, what it will mean is that these little simple vertical spreads just won't work anymore for us. And we basically have moved far enough away that we need to take the entire um, butterfly or the, the entire trade as it exists right now and uh, basically effectively just move it up. Uh, we have to move the entire structure up. And so here we are in that exactly in that exact case because if we we need negative delta here to try to correct the delta, since we don't have any more, we know that, that that's one indication that we need to do it. The other indication is that the simple one is that, oh, well, we're like almost 25 points above our longs. So that's almost an immediate indication that, ah, okay, we need to do something here. We need to move the whole thing up. So what will I will do is I will just move the whole thing up. And so we'll, as you can see here, so the whole thing just got moved up. And to correct our delta, to get it into a better shape, I simply took five of the original shorts, okay, and moved them up one strike, okay. So in other words, if we if we had not done this, okay, our delta would be just a bit high here, okay. So I wanted to reduce the delta just to make it a little bit easier for the trade and create this position. And if you take a look to see what this actually looks like now, wow, that looks like what it was almost like a week ago. So basically remember, we were, we were way out here. And we basically, we, well, <laughs> we took this whole structure and we moved it up, okay, to come underneath the tent, okay? So if we take a look at, let me just, uh, let me just show this. I'm going to show this. This is basically, this is where we were, okay? And then we went to, and then we went to here. And so I superimposed them on top of each other. So this was the former trade. We can imagine this, and we were sitting out here. And so you can see we basically took this structure and just moved it to the right. We just moved it up to here so that we were be able to get ourselves underneath the tent. Does that does that make sense to folks there? Because I know this is a little this is a little complicated. Yes, everybody seems to be nodding. Yes, uh, the question was only. Are all the costs taken into account, so if they need sold options and everything else? Oh, and I'm sorry. The answer is yes. 
Okay, okay. So Jim, I'm going to ask. So did you actually uh, pass out the uh, the beer and and, and food uh, while we're doing this, or are you guys all going out afterwards? <laughs> I think everyone's saying on the phone to the brokers at the moment, putting it straight on. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> 2014. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if, you, if you could only go back in time, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I think everybody's following along, um, Dave. Okay. Very good. Well, let's let's uh, let's let's as they say, let's battle on, and let's go up to the. Uh, I'm going to go in about another ten days. I'm going to go to June 18th. Okay. Okay. So nothing has been done. Okay. Nothing. Oh, oh, hold on. Okay. So nothing has been done at this point since uh, the last ten days. So ten days went by. Absolutely nothing happened. Okay. So now remember, we're already 26 days into the trade. That's 26 calendar days. Okay, and at this point, we're looking at this and saying, okay, so where are we? Our delta is minus 81. Well, depending upon where we are with the tent, if we're in the middle of the tent, we have no problem. But let's see where we are. Ah, we're outside the tent. So, does anybody feel that we need to do something here? Anybody willing? That's right, so the delta is over minus 50, so it's minus 81. So we just need to do a minor little adjustment. So we'll just take some of these shorts here and just move them up a little bit. And let's see if that's what we did. Okay, well, actually, we moved them up, uh, we moved them up to here, but we found that wasn't far enough. So we moved them up one more strike, okay? And to bring the delta down, and usually the, what I usually do is that if our parameter, our guideline is minus 50, which is our maximum, Usually when I make an adjustment, um, I usually cut it approximately in half. So as you can see here, we're at minus 23, which is approximately half of 50, and, and, and there you are. And the way that we did that was, just to reiterate, we took 5 here, and we basically, I tried to move it here, and what I found was that we were still at minus 54. So not quite enough, okay? So I said, okay, so what do you do? Well, take it and move it up one more strike to here. And then we get it down to minus 23. Our vega is still negative, And we have our position. Okay? And there we are. And here's the, what the position looks like. So we're very, very... And, and just to give you an idea, this is always, in my view, and, and also John's, is that in this area of the tent, or just outside of the tent, or just inside the tent, this is, you know, it's kind of a, I don't know how many people are in the, you know, technical people that are in the group there, but even, I think, human dynamics, is that people like to be, if they were in this kind of tent, the most comfortable place to really feel like they, to be comfortable, is kind of like in the center of the tent. I mean, I think people like to just be in the center of things, as opposed to out on the edge. Well, in this case, if you forget about what this expiration line looks like and just look at the T plus zero, that would give you a little more comfortable. We are in the middle, but we're in the middle of this T plus zero line. We're not in the middle of this expiration, but we're in the middle of the T plus zero line. So that's actually a very, very comfortable place to be. So I know that sometimes is a little bit uh, uh, different for from folks, uh, you know, doing that. So um, as far as just a uh, perspective on that so 
Um, anyway, just thought I'd mention that. So let's see. Um, I'm going to go off for a few more days here. And here we are. Okay. And again, Jim, maybe you can ask people in group if they feel that there's something that needs to be done here. Anybody? Here's where we are. We're just outside of the tent. And what are, what's our what's our delta looking like here? So maybe you can uh, see what the see what the crowd says. Yes. No. Are you happy? Remember, happy? if we're out, if we're no, over minus, if, if we're over if we're over minus fifty and we're outside the tent, okay. we need to do something. So exactly. So we're over. We're just slightly over minus fifty or minus fifty six. So that's fine. So what we will do is just do a minor a minor adjustment, okay? And uh, we'll just move a few of those shorts up, like we did here, okay? So you can see what happened here. I'll just click back. We move the shorts from here, right to here, up to here. So a quick little vertical, just to reduce the delta a little bit, okay? And that brings us back to minus 27. Notice the about half of 50. It doesn't have to be exactly 25. I think last time it was 23. This time it's 27, which is fine. Now, some people, Jim, might take a look at this and say, gee, you know, we've been in this trade for, oh, what, uh, 28 days? Exactly, okay. And saying, well, we're up, you know, $884, okay. So $884 divided by 50,000, you know, is about 1.8% right now. Okay, so, you know, some folk would, would say, hey, you know, I think I'm done. Now, that's not the profit objective that we normally do in this trade. But, you know, if you took this trade as it exists right now, at least 28 days, and you got out, and this is typically what you would, if you did this, uh, with the amount of adjustments that you've had, remember that on a yearly basis, this is about a little bit over, if you did this every month, this is about a 20% return on your money uh, right now, just by doing what we did right here. You know, this is about a about a 1.8% uh, return on your money on the $50,000. Okay. Now, the reality is, if you actually take a look at the amount of capital that you've invested in this trade, okay, right now it's about it's about forty-four thousand dollars. Okay, so you haven't used up the fifty thousand. So you know, but we we say that we will use fifty thousand. We and we we have to have fifty thousand in total to be able to do some of these adjustments and whatever. So, um, you know, some people would measure that and saying, well, gee, I've made uh, eight hundred eighty-four dollars. You know, on a smaller amount, on you know, only forty-four thousand. Uh, which would be, you know, about, you know, 2%. So, you know, you can measure it every, any way you like, but the way we normally do it is we say, you know, we take it off of 50000 because uh, you've had to have that in reserve in case you need it. So it wasn't available for other investments. So, so like I said, this is a case where, you know, depending upon people's risk tolerance, um, and when John typically goes through these trades, he usually goes in, for a goal of about 10% or 10% of 50,000, which would be $5,000, that would also be what his maximum loss would be. 
Um, some people would say that, you know, that's maybe, that's a goal, but more realistic, maybe 5%, which would be 5% of 50000 or $2,500. Well, here's a case where, you know, we're less than, less, you know, a little bit less than half of that. Uh, so this would be maybe like, you know, like I said, about 1.8%. So I'm just throwing that out there, Jim, just so that people understand that there's no, you know, depending upon people's aggressiveness or conservativeness, you know, you could end up taking this trade-off today if you like, okay, or not, okay? It's, does that, does that, does that make sense yeah, to everybody? I, I think people understand that, but uh, if, if I could probably speak for most people, I think we want a little bit more. Well, God bless you. Me too. <laughs> so, let's, so, let's, so let's battle on. Here we go. So let's, let's go on to the uh, 27th here, and let's see how we're doing, okay? Well, there you go, Jim. Now we've almost doubled the profits. How's that? Sounds, thank you, Dave. Is it that easy in real life? And, and during that time frame <laughs> from, uh, from uh, June 20th to now June 27th, so another week, absolutely no adjustments, nothing, zero, yeah. okay? So, uh, so here we are. And again, hmm, this looks familiar. We're outside the tent. So come on, guys. What do we need to do here? Any, any guesses? Slight adjustment. Okay. So what would be so what would people, these people's guesses? What the adjustment would be? <laughs> any any guesses? I think it's a fairly minor adjustment. Just roll up the shorts. Yes. Yes. We probably just take a few of these right here and just roll them up to here, and as maybe as a, this is a good chance to say that you know people might say, well, could you could you move these? Uh, well, as a matter of practice, when we're first starting off in, in the basic M3 trade, um, you know we we said that we had a butterfly here that was a 10-20-10 when we started off. Now we've we've moved short strikes up. We've obviously you know we've moved the entire structure up, but still it's a 10-20-10. Now it's obviously you know in the familiar set up right here of a condor, 10, 10, 10, 10. Very familiar type of trade. Well, what we try to do is, where we have our original shorts here at 1140, our rule of thumb for people is don't cut this more than, a, more than in half. So we had minus 20 in here, so we took half of these and moved it up, and then now we basically have moved these, and we take those, we leave these, this, um, the, 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 the 10, the, uh, half of the original, we keep that there. And we don't touch it until we actually have to move the entire structure up. What we'll end up doing is taking the other half or the other 10 and move those originally up to here, then up to here, and if we need to, up here further. So if you watch, I'll click the little button here, we'll see if we moved a few up, and there we are. So we moved five now up a little bit. So that's kind of a general rule of thumb that we tend to kind of move that like that. And there's, there's a lot of reasons behind that, but for today, you know, that's, that's pretty much where we are. So, uh, Jim, re respecting uh, time and everything, uh, uh, more yours than not so much mine. I don't know how much more time. I know we've, we've been on for about an hour. I don't know how much, uh, do we have a little bit more time, or are we, uh, is this a hard line stop here at an hour for you? We, for me, I, I can go a little further if you like. Uh, I want to go to the end, Dave. Um, uh, yeah, we, we, um, we, we'd certainly like to continue. It's just uh, 
Okay, let's let's see how let's see how we can do, okay? Yeah. Well, I'll try yeah. to um so this is uh and I realize this is a lot of information, but the good news is that it is being recorded and so that um you know uh hopefully then, you know, if people uh, uh have a chance to be able to uh, uh possibly uh, see this again on a recording hopefully. So So anyway, yeah, so here, here's we're definitely here. looking forward to that, yeah. Okay. So let's um Okay, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go uh, uh, quickly, and we'll go to July 1st, and let me take out things. So here again, and what I will do here, just so that, you know, in, 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 in um, recognition of our time here, um, I went through a very, very detailed explanation of how you do the moves and why and whatever. Uh, so what we'll do here, maybe go a little quicker, and basically just say that, okay, look what's happening here, guys. We're way outside of the tent here. Let me make this a little bit smaller for you. Okay, so this is where we are now. Okay, and typically, as we looked before, we're about uh, we're about 18 points above our longs. So typically, when we have positive vega, so that usually means we got to roll the whole thing up, which is exactly what we had to do. So notice our shorts here are at 11:40. So our main ones, and we're going to move those all up. So see, we've raised it up 30 points. We went from 11.40 up to 11.70. And we raised it up the whole butterfly, but what we did is that we took the 20 that were right here, and we took 10 of them and immediately moved them up to here. The reason we did that was to get our delta in line and so that our graph would look good like this. Okay? So we've got good distance in either direction, and we're safe for a good distance in either direction, okay? So that's July 1st. Let's move forward to July uh, 7th, okay? So here's where we are, okay? Well, what's happening here, okay? Let's see where we are. In the, so we're back here now. So we were up here. Seven days later, we progressed all the way down here, okay? So now this is the first time where we have some, we're not just, we're not, we don't have high negative delta here, or positive vega here. Now we have the other issue. Okay, and that's why I like this trade because it showed you many different things. So now we look and say, aha, you know, what's the what's our positive delta? Now that we're, we're the the Russell has gone down to 1187, we're saying, aha, our delta now is a positive 108.3. Well, that's well beyond our plus 50. So that means we we need to do something. Now, again, I'll remind people is that now our P&L is up to $2,436, okay? So we're at approximately 2.5%, okay? 5%? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. We're at $2,500, which is 5%. So it's the, it's the 5% of the 50000 So we're at uh, 5%, 5, uh, 5%, just a, a little bit shy of 5%. So... You know, many people would look at this and say, hey, um, we're here with 11 days to go in the trade. 
Okay, we're on we're on Monday here, July seventh. We've got eleven days to go in the trade. Now, normally, okay, the recommendation that we have for people, especially when they're first starting off, is that they will only trade until, like, for example, if this is Monday, in other words, uh, the only trading days left would be four more days to Friday, okay? Um, so, in other words, uh, with the 8, 9, 10, 11. So, the Monday, uh, Friday, July 11th would be the last trading day, okay? And the reason for that is because the last week, we call it the last week till expiration, um, we, we say it's kind of reserved for people that are very experienced or professional traders that really have a good idea of how things quickly of how quickly things can happen within that time period. Uh, it's kind of a uh, you have to be really on your game. You have to be extremely nimble, and you have to understand really what you're doing. Uh, for people that are not experienced in that area, we say you know stay the heck away. And even in this last week here, it gets a little bit uh, dicey. Um, but I think it's good to be able to show this. So here's another case where. You can look at this and say, all right, you know, what can we do here? Uh, maximum delta is greater than plus 50. So in this case, we're going to go and either, A, we could take the trade off and take our approximately 5% and go home and, you know, head to the, head to the pub. Uh, or then um, we'd have plenty of money to, to buy for your, your group today, right, Jim? Um, everybody for around there. Or if not... Uh, let's 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 um, you know let's continue and do what we would need to do in this particular case. What we would do is that we would want to reduce this delta from 108. I would say to remember what we said. Our maximum would be plus 50. So typically we'd like to you know again the same kind of terminology. We get to about half of that. So we want to reduce it to about a plus 25. We typically would not want to change the sign. So in other words, we wouldn't want to go from positive delta to negative delta. And the, one of the big reasons for that is that, look, we just had a 20-point down day today. You know, what's the probability that a huge move down might lead to maybe, uh, you know, what does typically happen? Usually the market either settles or maybe comes back a little bit. Does it ever go further down? Absolutely. And we all know experiences when that has happened. But the highest probability, and that's typically what we tend to deal with, is that it's either going to settle a little bit here and or maybe come back just a bit. So if we do, we don't want to change our sign to negative because then if it, if it really comes back quite a bit, then we could have a, you know, we'd lose money today and then lose money tomorrow as it, you know, on the wrong side of delta. So what we typically would do is get this and we would move this whole structure down. So just like how we moved it up, now we're going to move it down by, I believe we're going to move it down uh, 20 points to from 1170 to 1150. And there we are. Okay. Now, in this particular case, okay, um, what we did here was when we moved it down. When I said well, we typically go and do not change the sign, one of the things here is that we also tend to look and we see where we. And that a lot of it depends upon where you are in the trade. Since we are in the final week of the trade, or within the last couple of days of trading, at this stage. Um, uh, you know, it's not, like I said, these are guidelines. They're not rules. And so one of the things is we would go and take this and move it down 20 points and then see what we look like and say, okay, we would need to address our risk, saying, okay, that at this stage right here, if we're not comfortable with this position, 30 points in either direction, then we need to do some different kind of an adjustment. 
So in this particular case, um, I decided to just roll it down. Um, let's, let's just go back here. I decided to roll it down here where we had the shorts at 1150 and 1180, and this produced a delta of about minus 68. So you'd say, well, wait a minute, we went from plus 100 to minus 68. Yes, so it's a little bit different than the norm, but because we're in the final week, we had to look at that and address to see what kind of a risk profile that we would have in the graph. Uh, at that stage, when I looked at it, and it were to keep it plus 25, we were, we were too tight to the downside. So I wanted to be able to even this thing out a little bit more. So therefore, I actually ended up with this kind of an arrangement uh, to be able to compensate for that because we wanted to be able to have effectively a, um, you know, an, um, kind of an equal risk approximately in both directions, okay? So I know that's, there's, there's a lot to absorb there, but let's, uh, uh, let's move on to the next day, okay? So now we get about 10 days till expiration. Now we're, now we're starting to take a look at our gain and loss. It's a little bit over 5% now. Um, in, this case we went, in this case, we did go down another uh, 15 points. Okay, So remember, we went down that 20, and now we went down another 15. So, and look what happened. Our delta is now, again, over plus 50. Okay, so, okay, so let's uh, hold on one second. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's um, uh, let me just check my notes here. Uh, okay, yeah. So at this point right here, okay, so we've got some very, very interesting decisions. So by the guidelines, we would say, aha, Jim, we just say we'd have to do something, right, just because of what this says, over 50? Yeah, technically, yes. Technically, yes, okay. But let's take a look at the graph, okay. When we take a look at the graph, we said we've got 10 days left to go to expiration. Our maximum delta is plus 50. But as I, we would kind of call this, and Jim, you kind of remember this expression that we used in Hawaii, is that we're kind of sitting up on top of the ball. You know, it's kind of like if you were a marble up on the top here, you know, you, you know pretty much rolling down in either direction. You're, you're not going to, you know, you're typically going to be kind of losing in either direction when you're on, on, the, on the top of the ball. Maybe the absolute top of the ball is maybe here, but, you know, we're close to it. So we have some choices here. Okay, the choices are, well, we're up 5%, a little bit over 5%, okay, up around $2,700, so we could take that and be done, okay? Okay, from experience, okay, um, you know, with people that, you know, maybe, they, maybe if their goal is only 5%, well, they'd be done now, and they'd be done with the trade, okay? Or what can we do? We could, we could stay put exactly where we are, or because we're over plus 50, we could roll it down. So as an M3 trader, you'd be saying, well, okay, what's the right one to do? Well, <laughs> the reality is that there's no right decision here with the information that we have as of July 8th. If we, if we as I always say, you know, if we had tomorrow's newspaper and we had tomorrow's results today, we would know exactly what to do here to make the absolute best decision because if the market was to go down 30 points and we were to, you know, pretty much, you know, lose pretty much all of our profit, well, we would obviously, the right decision here would be to take it off um, or to make some significant adjustment, okay? Um, so, like I said, it all depends on what we think will happen tomorrow. And 
it depends upon, you know, if you say, well, hey, you know, my max loss on this trade is, let's say, let's say uh, we were looking for 10% on the trade, so that'd be $5,000. Well, we'd say, okay, well, what's the move that would bring us at $5,000? Well, it'd be about right here at 11.42. So, so if we went from 11.71 approximately down to 11.42, okay, where we would just be at our max loss. Now, you might say, uh, well, you know, I don't want to do that. Okay, well, this is where it comes into, you know, the trader mentality is, you know, maybe you say, well, gee, I don't really want to be down that much. Or, uh, you know, that's not really my max loss. Maybe it's only 2500 Okay, so it's like, okay, well, that means you only have to 1147 here. So this is where it gets to a decision point, okay? This is the artistry of the trade at this point. Because you're starting to say to yourself, well, maybe the best thing to do is just take it off, okay? For today, we're going to say, we're going to use it saying, let's not roll down. We're comfortable where it is right now. And let's go and let's just move on a day and see what happens. Uh, from experience, uh, what would I do? I would, probably, I would probably just take it off, okay? But everybody, everybody has different, you know, I may take it off. John would probably say, leave it on. Um, so, you know, it really depends upon the individual person and their risk tolerance and their goals. You know, you have to make sure that, you know, John's goal may be 10%, maybe mine's 5%. And if I've met my goal, well, fine. I've met my goal, I take it off. It's as simple as that. Okay? But for, uh, for since we're here just kind of learning, let's, let's move on a day and let's see, uh, let's see what happens. Okay? Well, what happened? The market went up one point. Okay, one measly point. So what did so what did things look like? We're sitting here, and we got exactly what we would have loved to have happen. What happened? The theta every day theoretically is six hundred and fifty dollars. So look what just came into the the P and L went from twenty seven hundred dollars up to about thirty five hundred dollars. Okay, so here we are. We're in the same position again as yesterday. What do we do? So I don't know, Jim. Take the poll around the room. What would people do? Okay, guys, what are we going to do? Stay in. Stay, stay in. in. Stay in. <laughs> Everyone says stay in. Stay in. I'd definitely be out today, personally. <laughs> <laughs> However, I think I'm probably wrong. Okay, well, I think the decision, the decision here is pretty much the same as it was yesterday. Yeah. Okay. We're pretty much right in the center. Okay. We have, you know, we're right at the top of the ball. You know, a, a big move, you know, we're, we're, we're in a good position in the sense of being under the tent, and if the market does nothing like it did today, we're in good shape, right? Um, so, so here we go. Let's move up a day and let's see what happens. Okay, so here we are. What did the market do? Well, it went down about 10 points. So let's see where we are. So we just kind of roll down to here, okay? But... The volatilities weren't, um, uh, well, it got somewhat affected because, see, we, we went up. We're now up $4,200. Uh, remember, the day before, we were at, I think it was at, what, I think 30, uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. Maybe people there remember. Uh, maybe 3500 or so. So it didn't quite go up as much as theta would be because we went down and probably volatilities came down a little bit, which took a little bit of money out of the trade. But, again, 
here we are, we're at the end of the day on Thursday. Now remember, we only have one more day to trade. So again, I'll ask the people in the room, what would you do here? Would you stay in? We're almost at, we're not quite at 5%, you know, we're at 4%-ish. Um, we're sitting here in the trade. And yeah, mixed reaction this time, Dave. Uh, some people want to take the money. Yeah, okay. But there are gamblers in the room. I guess. <laughs> but the reality is that, you know, here's, so, like, remember we said before, we're, we're like, you know, like airline pilots here. What are we looking at our checklist? What are we looking at? We're at eight days till expiration. We have one more day to go. Okay? Our delta is over plus 50. So there's a guideline that we're saying that, well, we, maybe we should have to do something because it needs a delta adjustment. So, you know, what could we do? You know, we could go and we could roll some of these 1180s maybe back to 1170, maybe five or ten of them, okay? Okay, you could do, you could do that to try to help with delta a little bit, okay? Um, to try to even out the loss a little bit. You could, you could roll the whole position down since that would be totally legal within the rules, okay? And basically, instead of having us having the blacked out being here, reposition it so that we're back up here, okay? For people that want to be very aggressive, but really want to address the risk, that's actually a really, really good move. You could roll the whole thing down and, and then reposition up here so you'd have plenty of room to the downside and plenty of room to the upside. Because remember here, we're not that far away. We're only about what? Uh, look, 11.63, you know, 11, what, 15, that's 10 points, you know, 10, 12 points. Basically, you could lose all your money only about a, about a move that happened like today. Okay? Yeah, take so, money. <laughs> so, you know, so a lot of, you know, a lot of different things can happen. Okay? And so, I believe, I believe what, um, um, what I did here, let me just click here and let's see what I did. Okay, so I actually ended up moving the whole position down, okay, to make it look like this. So we basically took our, where we were before, we moved it back up here, okay, to be a little bit safer. So now if you take a look at this graph, you can see that, you know, it's very nice and safe to the upside. And also, um, we've given ourselves a lot more room to the downside to withstand a larger move to the downside if we ever had such a move, okay? So, hey, here's the last day. We got one more day to go. Let's see what happens. Here's the drum roll. Well, look at that. <laughs> we basically, the market did absolutely nothing. The theta popped in, okay? Didn't have to do anything here. Here's our position. And we hit our 10%. Here we up a little bit over $5,000. And here's where we are. And we say, okay, you know, we've met a hard, we've met a hard, um, you know, a hard uh, number here, uh, or hard stop, I should say, um, being, you know, having that happen to us right on this last trading day. Um, so there we are. So we met our 10%. Now, for you, for you guys in the audience there that are just absolutely, you know, really, uh, you know, you just can't wait to see what this thing would have done, you know, a little bit further, um, just for fun, just for fun, I won't go through all the adjustments, but just for fun, I actually traded this thing through the next week until the end of the day on Thursday, 
and we actually ended up in this trade up about $7,500. Okay, and it looks like this. Yeah, there are, there are people in the room, Dave, that trade up to expiration, and they approve of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm not quite sure so, myself. So here's, here's a half hour before the trade would expire, yeah. and, and we were able to effectively keep our risk in check every day from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then to the end of the day on Thursday. And this is where we ended up on Thursday. And you can still see, you know, we still had room. You know, here we are, 11.34. You know, we still had, you know, 20, 25 points to the downside. The upside was totally fine. So, you know, we mon I monitored it, monitored it during the week and was able to get the trade up to, um, I think the maximum I had on the trade at one point was about $8,000. So, um, but this was, uh, this was the end of the trade right here. So, uh, so there's, a, uh, <clears throat> there's a trade right through to the... Uh, not only to seven days before, but also to, uh, you know, right through to expiration. And so you can see that, you know, the trade as it exists, uh, you know, you could make 10% going through the week before. You know, you've basically made about, what, about 15% uh, by taking it, you know, right through to expiration. So the trade can make, you know, very good money. But um, I certainly wouldn't recommend this last week to folk. And I would say, you know, better to be back here on Friday and have a graph that, you know, looks a little bit more like this and a little bit more uh, easy to deal with. Because when you get into the last, last week, it's, it's almost like you can take the learning up to this point, and this is kind of like, you know, the undergraduate, you know, education. If you want to trade in that last week, just that one week, you're going to get up to a graduate degree. Because, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's that much, you know, it's only one week, but it's intense. And you really, really have to know what you're doing. So I would very strongly recommend people, you know, unless they had a lot of experience, you know, they don't do that. And, you know, they, they stay back here in the, um, you know, in the, in the seven days before. So anyway, so that's the end of the trade. Let me just open it up for any kind of questions folks have or, uh, you know, they can start throwing the tomatoes now or whatever. Yeah, that's really interesting, Dave. A couple of questions, sir. I, I don't understand why we bought a call in the open trade um, and therefore created a much bigger risk on the downside. Right, the, there was, yeah, the question was why, why we had a long call, which just created more risk to the downside. Um, you're saying why did we add the long call? We yeah. right from the very start? the delta, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, right from the very start, why did we yeah. add delta? Yeah. Or why did we add a deep in the money long call? Yes, to balance the delta, of course. But uh, Yeah, I mean, if we go but back... But at the same time, the, the question referred to the fact that it increased the risk in the trade to the downside. Uh, well, let's, let's take a look, because let's go right back to the, let's go right back to the beginning, um, because it's a, it's a good question. So let me just go back here. <coughs> to uh, May 23rd. Okay, so let's, let's go way back to the beginning. Okay, so here we are. So let's, so let's take this call out of here. Okay, and then let's see what we got. Okay, so, so, here's, so here's the choice. Okay, you either have this, um, or let's see, 
let's see. Uh, how can I do this? Um, or existing. Okay. So here's 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 with. So the red line here is with the long call. The blue line here is without the long call. So the blue line without the long call, basically that's just a plain old bearish butterfly. Okay. Um, one of the things, certainly from a, remember one of the things that I mentioned uh, at the very, very first part of when we talked was the difference between an M3 and a bearish butterfly. And this is pretty much what it is right here. We want to be able to, the M3 trade was a trade to learn how to be safe and learn so that you could learn how to trade options while being safe given a large market movement in both directions. Well, you can imagine that a large market movement on the downside with the bearish butterfly, you'd be jumping up and down and saying, hey, this is fantastic. Um, but conversely, if you have a large market move on the upside, you'd be very unhappy and you would say, oh my gosh, now I've lost all this money. So it's as simple as that. It's, you know, why do we have a long call? Yes, it does add this risk, the difference between these two lines here on the downside. But what we do is we wanted to create a, a longer T plus zero line that is flat rather than a T plus zero line on the bearish butterfly, which is, you know, curved way up if it goes to the downside, which obviously is good news, but we don't want to have the bad news. So how do we mitigate that? Well, we try to just kind of, you know, rotate it a little bit and move this line up, move this line down. And yes, that increases downside risk, but we're trying to have a better risk scenario overall for the trade. And it gives us a much wider, so it's, you know, it's, it's yeah, if it, if it sits here or goes down, you make out. But we're not so much trying to make money on the trade. We're trying to get you in a trade which is safe, let time go by, and let the let the options expire, let the the let them decay, so that more money comes into the trade. Um, for people that uh, if you're um, if you don't want the downside risk of the M3 here, which remember at the very front we have adjustments to go and address that risk before you get into any kind of trouble, um, because remember on the upside with a with a bearish butterfly you'll be in trouble very, very quickly, and you'll be down a lot of money. So that's what we're trying to avoid people having that happen to them. So does that help on that? Yes, I'm sure it does. So essentially, we're trying to keep a flat T plus zero line and to be at the peak of it, or if there is a peak, at all times. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, you want to try to, um, I mean, but to answer the gentleman's question, you know, does this does the M3 have more downside risk to start off with than the bearish butterfly? And you know the the honest answer is yes. And so that's you know a very astute question. Um, but remembering that um, that the whole premise of the trade is to keep you safe and to accept large market movements right at the onset of the trade. The bearish butterfly is you know your most vulnerable right at the very very beginning of the trade because you have no theta buildup in the trade yet. So any kind of an upside move and you're going to be down, you know, for example, in this kind of a trade, if this was an M3, just to give you an example, you would be down, uh, let's see, let me, let's take a look at this. If you're, if you're, five, if, you're uh, if you're trying to only look at 5% and that would be a $2,500 max loss, uh, you would be, you would have that within 1151 to 1126. 
So within a 25-point move up, you're already at max loss and you'll be out of the trade. So we're trying to we're trying to not do that because if you have here, if you have a 25-point move up from here, you basically are still flat as a pancake, you know, like, like this. Yeah, I, th I think uh, we've got that. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Thanks, Dave. Okay, great, great, great. So uh, any other uh, questions at all? Yeah, or? or does everybody just want to run out and do this? Yeah, the, just the question, how many trades did you actually do in the, in the um, trade that you demonstrated? Or perhaps another way to ask is, can we see the C-log? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, let me just hit this up here. How many days did we adjust the trade, very roughly? Uh, well, let's see. We put on the trade on the 23rd. So there was adjustment on the 6th, the 9th, the 18th, the 20th, the 27th, the 1st, the 7th, uh, let's see, the 10th. And then the 10th, so that's eight, eight trades. But then this, this is, I think, during the last week. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, so it's basically eight, eight, there were eight adjustments um, during, you know, up to that final day. And, and the nearer you go to expiration, the more trades you have to do, um, typically. Yeah, then the last week I did a trade or one, two, three, pretty much every day I needed yeah. to do something. Yeah, sure. Because that's okay. where it gets it. And a crazy time. No more questions? Any more? No? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, it's, it's on the recording. Uh, Mike says the uh, all out speakers have failed, apparently, but, I'm, but it's on the web and the WebEx anyway, so I'll, yeah, it's yeah. fine. Okay, well, fantastic. Well, I really, uh, uh, you know, thanks for the opportunity to come uh, in front of you guys today, and hopefully, I know this was a lot to throw in in an hour, an hour and a half, but I'm glad you guys hung in there for a little bit so we can get to the end of the trade and take a few questions. Um, yeah, sure. You know, I'd say we, we really appreciate you getting up so early, Dave. It's, you know, it's more of a, you know, more of a challenge for you. Well, as I you know, you, the, market day here starts, the market day here starts <laughs> at 6.30, so um, yeah. I would need to be up anyway. So the, uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But as you, as you know with the M3, you know, given that we only check it kind of once a day, uh, yeah. Sometimes uh, you know you don't have to necessarily be up this early in the morning. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you don't in this country. <laughs> right, so, right. We're, we're checking is about eight in the evening. <laughs> right. Well, good. Well, hey guys, have a have a great evening. If there's any other questions or whatever, um, you can always uh, Jim. You know, um, Dave at lockinyoursuccess.com. So yeah, if anybody sure. has any questions or whatever, uh, feel free. That's my email. So it's Dave at uh, lockinyoursuccess.com. Lock Jim, maybe you could you know, have, make sure people have yes, that. I'll, I'll make sure everybody has that. And yes, we really do appreciate this, Dave. It's, it's been great. Well, good. Uh, well, thank you for... Uh, attentive right to the last dollar. <laughs> well, super. And thanks, thanks for uh, paying attention. And hopefully yeah. uh, um, you know, you've had something to think about here. Yeah, and absolutely. Maybe something that, you, you know, maybe some folks might uh, have some interest or whatever. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, it wasn't too confusing, but I know it's a lot to throw at you all at once because remember, you know, these trades are ones that John has his M3 program, which yeah. is, you know, has yeah. hours and hours and hours worth of uh, demonstrations and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, we did, we, 
had just a very short time to deal with that. So yeah, of course. Yeah, it, yeah I think you did you did very well. <laughs> well hope, hopefully, hopefully it wasn't too confusing. So uh, yeah. Um, anyway, well, hey guys, have a great day and uh, cheers. Yeah, great. So thanks again, Dave, and we'll, we'll be in touch. Yeah, cheers. Very good. Okay, bye bye.